It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What up? Fanatics, we got a little one-off today here for you on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We're going to do a little conference realignment, specifically with the Pac-12. A lot of you asking questions, when is this going to happen? Is the Big 12 going to expand? All of that good stuff. Well, joining me today in the Wild Rose Casino Studios is Jason Shear. You can find him at wildcatauthority.com. He's part of the 247 Network. I've had a ton of people requesting me to get Jason on the program. So I did today, uh, got some good insight on really all this Pac-12, Big 12 drama that we've been watching over the last year. So when do we think this is going to come to a conclusion? Jason was nice enough to give me some of his time. Enjoy it today here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, well, guy who I've been following for a while on Twitter uh, just ended up meeting really seems like a really cool dude. His name is Jason Shear. He works with 247 Sports and covers the Arizona Wildcats. Wildcat Authority is where you can find his work at Jason Shear on Twitter. That is S-H-E-E-R. And he's kind enough to give us a few minutes today. Jason, it's funny. Um, Never in my wildest dreams did I think a bunch of Iowa State fans would request me to have an Arizona insider on the podcast, but but here we are. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's definitely been interesting. Uh, I, I didn't think that I would connect so much with Big 12 fans either, <laughs> but here we are. It's been fun. Okay, I want to get into all that, um, just the craziness of the last few months, but before we do that, uh, it it do, it does feel like we're in a little bit of a standstill. I don't know, calm before the storm, whatever cliche you want to throw at this deal with the Pac-12, Big 12, all that stuff. The last really, I don't know, timeline thing I've seen, and there's been, feels like hundreds of them tossed around over the last year. Uh, John Wellner wrote this weekend that he really feels like July 21st being the Pac-12's media day, it almost seems inevitable 
that something happens by then, if it's either expansion for the Pac-12, a new media rights deal, or it could even be the implosion of this league in the future. Do you agree with that? Do you think we're about in, in that timetable? It, it, it's hard to say because, like you said, I mean, there's been so many timelines. Like just a few weeks ago, the deadline was June 30th because of the San Diego stuff. And then the letter came out and all that happened. And now it's like, well, it doesn't look like they're going to be done by June 30th. But now it's it's media day. You know, I, I think from a PR perspective, media day is the deadline. Uh, I can't imagine them holding a media day where, you know, the, the, the commission goes in front for the state of the conference and does his speech. And what is he going to say if there's no media deal? I mean, it would, it would just be a nightmare from that scenario. So I think that's where Wilner's coming from is that it's just hard to imagine them having media day with no deal. And so I, I would say internally, the goal is to probably get it done by then. But I mean, if they don't, what happens? They take another PR hit and a long line of PR hits and, you know, maybe they keep going. So I think it's probably more of an internal deadline than anything else, just because it would look really bad if they don't have a deal done by media day. Where do, um, I guess your your readers, where do they stand with Arizona? Like, do they is this like a 50-50 deal? Do more of them, you think, wish Arizona would end up in the Big 12? Do they want to see the league stick together? I mean, you know, Arizona is in a different spot than a lot of the other schools because I, I don't think anyone locally will deny that Arizona is a basketball school. And yeah. and most schools will, will say they're a football school or football is most important. And, you know, I think Tucson realizes that football – is the moneymaker, but, you know, from a basketball perspective, which is where the interest mostly is without UCLA and USC in the conference, it takes a big hit in entertainment, you know, value. Meanwhile, you look and and if Arizona joins the big 12 for basketball, it's insane. The, the, the matchups that, that fans would get. So, you know, from, from what I've heard, I I think there's more fans wanting, the big 12 because of the basketball, but you're always going to have the the traditionalists who don't want change who, you know, the PAC 12 is, is where we're at and it's where we're going to be forever. And, and there's always going to be people like that. But um, I think from an entertainment perspective, it's, it, it's mostly big 12 because of the basketball matchups that people would get. Yeah. It always felt like Arizona to me would be the one that makes the most sense, even more than Colorado. Uh, however, you know, as the Colorado stuff picks up, you look at the financials, how down they are since they have left the Big 12. Uh, to go to the Pac-12, it would make a lot of sense for Colorado to come back to the league. Let me ask you this. If if the Pac-12 does indeed stay together, it's on a short-term basis, right? Because what I can't understand is the Oregon-Washington aspect of this. And then you also have this new playoff kind of looming. It's like, do you think those schools – Jason, are comfortable taking significantly less money because of an easier path to the playoff and they kind of want to be the big dog? Or would it be like a Texas and Oklahoma thing that we just experienced where they want the bigger check, the more prestigious league, and they would bounce at the first opportunity? Yeah, I mean, if the Big Ten invited Washington and Oregon, they would run there. (laughs) Like it wouldn't even be a thought to it. And because of that, I I think that it'll be a shorter deal. I think we're going to do this whole thing over again and – in 2030, when all the contracts end, you know, I, I think it'll be a five-year deal and you'll see realignment again on a, on a bigger scale. And Oregon and Washington, my guess is, you know, they'll, they'll try to find a way into the Big Ten. If it's not this go-around, it'll, it'll be the next go-around. I, I think the whole 
uh, landscape of college football is going to change in the next five years in terms of realignment and all that. So I, I can't imagine a scenario where they sign like a long deal. I, I think they're going to sign it where, you know, similar to, to the time frame where the Big Ten contract runs out and, you know, other contracts run out and try to maybe land a better deal for the Pac-12 if they can, or they're going to do the realignment thing all over again. It, it would definitely I, – I know that I think Wilner said – five or eight with like a, an opt-out at five. I, I could see that. I, I can't see like a seven-year deal where these schools are locked in. My, my guess is we, we see like a five-year deal, if anything. And, and, and that's where I would start to question a little bit, like for Arizona, such a proud basketball program. I mean, what are the chances that this, this new Pac-12 deal, if there is one, is let's say – 50 to 75% streaming. I mean, does that impact in a, a, how do, how do the basketball people at Arizona react to that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's tough, you know, and the head coach of Arizona, Tommy Lloyd came from Gonzaga. So he's kind of used to being in a conference where they're going to win the, the conference title every year. And you're going to have some games on national TV and other games that they just aren't going to be seen at a, at a high rate. And, and they recruited really well at Gonzaga and were really successful. And, um, you know, it, it's the, the coaching staff is very confident, you know, and, and Tommy Lloyd, I talked to him this past weekend. He said, look, wherever we, we go, we're, we're going to be successful. We may not win national championship after national championship, but we're going to win. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's the mindset of the coaching staff is no matter what happens with this, um, you know, they'll be successful. But with the same thing, he also said, I just want to know what's going to happen. Like I, and I think that it, you know, it's not something they think about every day, but, you know, like anyone else, they, they want clarity because I'm sure recruits are asking and saying, look, if I if I come to Arizona, you know, are you going to the Big 12? You know, and, and you know, are you staying in the Pac-12 and how many people are going to be able to see me and all that? So, um, you know, from a from a fan perspective, we're used to seeing games on the Pac-12 network at 9 p.m. And it's awful. And, um, you know, it, it, it just, you know, Arizona versus Oregon State at 9 p.m. It, it, at the Pac-12 where people aren't really seeing it to begin with, and it's not a great game. And there's going to be more of that without UCLA and USC, even if you replace them with San Diego State and SMU, it, it's not the same. So I think from a, a recruiting perspective, I can't see how it's not beneficial to say, look, most of our games are on ESPN. Tune in and see us at Kansas, Kansas at home and Houston and, you know, all these teams that, are better than most teams in, I mean, I would say like even, you know, you cover Iowa State, I, I would put Iowa State near the top of the Pac-12 once UCLA mm-hmm. and USC leave, because after that, I, I don't know what it's like. So, you know, from a, from a recruiting perspective, I, I think it would only help. But in terms of the coaching staff, if you ask them, it's, you know, we're going to win and be successful no matter what. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The, these other, um, these other Pac-12 schools, we talked about Oregon and, and Washington. I've been through this, Jason. I've covered the Big 12 for almost 20 years. So the amount of times that these administrators have just straight up lied to our face over the last, I mean, it, a guy could write an entire book or probably a couple about it if, if he had enough sources. The, the one that's perplexing to me a little bit is Utah. Like the, the I, don't, I don't know these people. I just know how nasty their fans get with me on Twitter. <laughs> what, I, I guess these other schools that are kind of just like lingering there. I feel like Arizona and Colorado would jump and I feel like their fan bases would be behind it. I don't know as much about Arizona State. I know they they have an Iowa State grad who's the president, and he seems to hate the Big 12 from what everything my sources are, are telling me. But, like, I, where, where, I, where I get lost is, like, if I'm Arizona State or Utah or whoever, and I'm not going to the Big 10, um, I'm, but I, I've been so uh, nasty to the Big 12 um, – what what are they hoping for here? Because it feels like the best case scenario, the absolute best case scenario to me, is that the Pac-12 ends up re-signing for five years, like you said, and it's similar money to the Big 12. But again, man, like been there, done that. When you don't have the stability, it gets really, really tiring. And you're going to be here. It won't be in five years. It's going to be in three years when this stuff starts to pick up again. So what is the end game for those schools? What do they want out of this? You know, from what I understand, you know, starting with ASU is is they're fine with the Pac-12 and and they are confident that they'll get some sort of good enough deal to stay. And, you know, Michael Crow, the president, like you mentioned, he he's not a big athletics guy. Like I remember somewhat recently that like their basketball arena needs to be redone. And Michael Crow went on record and said, no, I think it's fine. And there was some, you know, uh, the basketball coach was like, well, it's not fine. And it's really not. But to Crow, it's it's not a priority. Athletics aren't the priority to the ASU president. And so I I think if they get a decent deal, they'll stay. And and with Utah, I think their perspective from what I've heard is, you know, it it, it, they had to really earn their way into the Pac-12. And now that they're there, it's kind of like, why are they leaving again? And mm-hmm. Utah sees a scenario where if you if if USC and UCLA leave, football-wise, what they have to deal with is basically Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. And they've shown that they can deal with them in the past. And all of a sudden, from their athletic perspective, um, they're winning the conference often. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot less in their way. And, and they're – they're fine with that. And, and I think that's where we see it from Utah fans, from their perspective. Um, and it, you're, you're right. They are hostile to, to say the least, but um, I, I think what we see is, you know, their perspective is, yeah, like we're going to be really good at football and, and we're going to win this conference. And if the PAC 12 stays together, there's probably going to be some sort of unequal revenue with football and, and we're going to get our money anyway. So let's just stay here. Now, again, I think if Utah got a Big Ten invite, which they won't, they'd go in a heartbeat. But it's, it's you know, it's I, I think that people are getting a better perspective for kind of the, the snobbery in the Pac-12, which is why they're in this situation to begin with. Because, again, when the whole Texas and Oklahoma situation was going on and the, the president's rejected expansion and all that, um, you know, had they not, they wouldn't be in the situation. But, um, you know, it's we're going to be fine. The Pac-12 is going to be fine no matter what. We have academics, all that. And I think we're kind of seeing what happens when that's the mindset, because the reality is in the Pac-12 for most of the schools, not all of them, 
for most of them, athletics just isn't that important. It really interesting to use the word snobbery like that because, you know, being a big 12 guy, like we're the truck stop conference, the flyover conference, whatever you want to call it. And it has been fascinating to watch because, you know, on the outside looking in, if a guy has no dog in the fight, it's like, well, these leagues should actually be working together, right? Like to, to counteract the, the big dogs and right to, they should be, those two leagues should be the ones with the scheduling agreements. They should be the ones trying to help one another to stave off, you know, the progress or whatever you want to call it uh, that the Big Ten and the SEC are throwing at you. It's really become this cultural thing, I feel like, between this Pac-12 and Big 12 rivalry, at least with the fans. And it's, it's quite bizarre to me. I mean, doesn't that wouldn't that have made sense? Like, if I would have told you this scenario was going to play out where Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC and then USC and UCLA are going to leave, wouldn't it have made more sense for these leagues to and throw the ACC in there, whatever, to kind of all be working together instead of trying to kill each other off? Yeah, I mean, I said from the beginning, the, the easiest solution was the one that was never going to happen, which is the Big 12 and the Pac-12 merge or the Pac-12 merges with the ACC or they – figure out some sort of, of actual scheduling alliance that happens uh, because like you mentioned, like at, at the end of the day, it's the sec and the big 10 and everyone else is, is playing catch up and the, you're not playing catch up as the pac 12. You're never going to reach those levels ever, especially now that you lost the LA market. It's not happening. The big 12 isn't going to reach those levels either. So why not merge, take the two best of the conferences and at least get close and the, the cultural differences, um, the, the difference in the president, the line of thinking is, is probably what stopped this from happening. And, I, you know, I, I don't know the full details, but the, the Pac-12 did this before and they didn't want to merge and it failed and they didn't want to merge again. And it, it's going to fail again. And, you know, the, the easiest solution would be to combine the conferences. And, you know, and, and I don't see how a network wouldn't pick those up. And then you have some awesome games with yeah. the top teams in the conference and everybody, everybody's happy for it. The money is, is probably there more and it, it would be the easiest solution. And a lot of times with this stuff, the easiest solution is, is the hardest one to get done. If um, I've, I've said all along, if I was Brett Yormark right now, I would just go and take San Diego state and somebody else, you know, and play a little offense that way. It's, it's been a really interesting game of, of, of chess to watch right there. I, I want to get to the fun stuff here because I'm a media geek. You're like the – I'm, I'm guessing you're a bit of an outlier at the July 21st event when uh, Media Days happens in Las Vegas. And I don't – I this is why I like you because I'm a guy who kind of cuts against the grain a little bit. And you – I don't want to say you've had like these media wars with some of these guys, but there's, there's some establishment guys is how I would put it in the PAC 12. And you've kind of, you know, called them out for some things along the way. How has that been for you? Uh, you do it in an entertaining way, in a fun way, but um, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to watch from the outside. I, I call it PAC 12 warfare. I just kind of sit back and watch it. Yeah, I think people think like because of the way I act on social media that I'm I'm just gung ho Big Twelve like I'm all about it and and look from an entertainment perspective like with basketball I would love Arizona in the Big Twelve but at the end of the day if Arizona signs a great TV deal with you know exposure and all that I'm I'm not complaining like it's it's yeah. you know I want the best for for Arizona for the school I cover but 
I think what what annoys me and why I, I often talk out is I don't like the the dishonest reporting. Like it, it's obvious a lot of times that these quotes are coming from Washington State and, and Oregon State, for instance. Mm-hmm. And whenever that happens, whenever it's obvious, I call it out because at the end of the day, those schools have no choice. You know, and they're, they're saying in the Pac-12, they're going to the Mountain West. They're not going to the Big 12. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, you know, why are we like Kurt Schultz, for instance, the Washington State president? How many times do we have to hear this guy say a deal is like a week away? Yeah. And then everyone keeps quoting him or not everyone, but the, the main Pac-12 writers keep going back to him for the same quote. And it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it, it's just all I, I, I tend to call out BS and, and it rubs people the wrong way. But um, look, if, if I had sources saying the same thing or if I, if I knew it wasn't BS, I, I wouldn't call it out and it would be fine. It's been fascinating. Uh, Jason, keep doing a great job. Appreciate it. You're, you're killing it over there. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we can get this done soon. Cause I, I won't lie. Like between this and then Iowa state and Iowa are in this like gambling thing. And it's just like, there's just been this like cloud hanging over the off season and you can't feel like you can kind of relax a little bit. I am ready to get this over with at least for a couple of years. And Hey, I'm hopeful. I have family in Arizona. I would love trips to Tucson. I love that little town down there. I think it's fantastic. And yeah, selfishly, I hope you're in the Big 12 someday soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I love covering realignment, but I'm in the boat where I just want it to be over with. I mean, it's it's, it's been the wow. year. Like, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, brother, because like say, I mean, this has been really since 2010. It's just been it has never stopped. Yeah. with the big 12 even when you know everybody's singing kumbaya around the campfire it's like there's always a rumbling like that texas is going independent or you know whatever and then this sec thing sec thing came out of nowhere the same thing that happened to you guys out there in the pac 12 jason Shear, wildcatauthority.com he's with our buddies over at 247 thanks brother i appreciate your time thanks for having me i appreciate it